In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And God, amen. Today we celebrate the glorious feast of Palm Sunday, where we celebrate the Lord's entry into Jerusalem. And it was a very special day because although the Lord had been to Jerusalem many times previously, this time he entered with a procession and the people recognized him as king or as Messiah. And it's written in the gospel, he says, they brought the donkey and the colt and laid their clothes on them and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before him and those who cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved. And they asked a very nice question. They said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. And so you can see that there was such great joy in Jerusalem that day. Such great joy. And I think that joy is the result of accepting the Messiah. And that's why I want to speak to you today about the joy of Christ's presence. The joy of Christ's presence. Because this is a necessary part of the Christian life. If you know the fruit of the Spirit, one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. Is joy. You have to have joy. And this is one characteristic that I love. I love when I meet the saintly fathers and mothers and those who are deep in their faith. One characteristic that you always see in them is joy. You go sit with them and they have the love of God in their heart and they emanate joy. And I want us to discuss this because I want us to tap into that joy. I want us to tap into that joy. And as I was meditating about that joy, I was thinking about another very joyous uh, procession that occurred in Jerusalem. There was another procession that occurred in Jerusalem a thousand years before Christ. Can you guys put the things... Uh, the... Thank you. And... Um, at that procession, roughly a thousand years before Christ, it was uh, King David, and he organized a procession of about 30,000 people. 30,000 people, and they had a joyous celebration when they brought the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. And that, uh, if you're not familiar with that story, the Ark of the Covenant is the the golden container that carried the written word of God, the Ten Commandments. And this celebration was bringing it from another place in Israel to Jerusalem, the city. And there was a great party and a great celebration and great joy in, in Jerusalem. And it was, this was done by King David, but actually the Ark of the Covenant had been gone from the time of Samuel the prophet. And it was David who brought it back into to Jerusalem. And this was a big deal because the Ark of the Covenant was like sort of the altar of the, of the tabernacle. So you could imagine what it would be if we had just like a church, but no altar. It would be missing the presence of God. 
would be missing the presence of God. And so this was a really big deal when they brought it back. And you can see that it was such a big deal because in Samuel, listen to what they said. He says, so that the ark remained in some place for a long time. It was there about 20 years. The ark was gone from a, for a, in a different place for 20 years. And all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. Then Samuel spoke to the house of Israel saying, if you return to the Lord with all your hearts, if you return to the Lord with all your hearts, and then put away the foreign gods from among you and prepare your hearts for the Lord and serve Him only, He will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. So the children of Israel put away their other gods. He put away the gods of Baal and Ashtoreth and served the Lord only. So here I think we see the first way we can experience the true joy of the Messiah. And that's by first putting away the other gods. Putting away the other gods. I think we have many foreign gods in our lives right now. I hate to mention a few, but I will. Like, I'm, like Netflix is becoming like an addiction. And we have people that watch hours of Netflix but can't pray or read the Bible. It's becoming a foreign god. We have many people, foreign gods with time and money. We have foreign gods of many other things that you can imagine. But if you want the joy of the Lord to come and be with you, you have to prepare a place. You have to prepare a place. And that's actually what King David did. Before he brought the ark to Jerusalem, Jerusalem wasn't his city. So he went and he conquered Jerusalem and he cleared out the other people that lived there and said, now I have a place for the Lord. If you want to experience the joy of the Lord, you have to clean out. You can't just have carrying all these things in your life and then want the Lord, the Lord to come in with you. I was just reading a nice meditation by um, Abuna Anthony in his book, Whatever God, and he was saying that he imagined he was going to a retreat and he had luggage full in his hands, tons of luggage in his hands. And interestingly, he was trying to carry an Ark of a Covenant which is what uh, David was. So he was trying to carry the Ark of the Covenant, but he had all his bags in his hands. And what he realized is he couldn't carry the Ark of the Covenant when he had all these bags in his hands. So then one like young lady came to him and said, Abuna, this was very interesting. She didn't offer to carry the bags. She said, why don't you put down one of the bags and then carry the Ark of the Covenant. And he took it as a spiritual lesson that I think is very applicable to all of us. That if you want the Lord to come in, you have to put down some things in our lives to make some space for the Lord to come in. And when He comes in, that joy will, will take over. The same thing happened on Palm Sunday. The people in Jerusalem, they prepared a place for the Lord. How did they prepare? They took off their garments. They cut trees from the branches. They made a road for Him. They were preparing a place for Him. And many of the church fathers, they say that this preparing a place is taking off the old man. To take off your garments, 
which is also what King David did, interestingly, is to reveal yourself, to be honest with yourself, to be vulnerable with God. If you want the Lord to enter, you have to take off for Him to come in. But I don't want you to misinterpret what I'm saying because some people might interpret what I'm saying is that the place has to be all in order and perfect before the Lord comes in. And that's not what I'm saying at all. Actually, the Lord is the best renovator, the best cleanup crew, the best um, contractor. Because even when the Lord came into Jerusalem, he found that the place was actually kind of messed up. And he, when he went into the temple, he saw all these people selling and all these people doing things wrong. So, and then what did he do? He went in and he cleaned up shop. When the Lord comes in, if you prepare a place, just a little narrow way for him to come in, let him come in and then let him clean up. And he will clean up and he'll take care of everything. Some people think they have to finish their sin before they come confess it. No, come with your sin, confess your sin, and then get the help of the Lord to clean up. Let him clean up. He is the best cleaner upper of the situation. As he cleaned the temple, he can clean our hearts. The second way we can experience the joy of the Lord is to give Him the first fruits of what we have. To give Him the first fruits of what we have. The Lord does not want our slop time. Do you know what slop time is? Where's my basketball players at? Slop time. Slop time is the time at the end of a game when the game is over and the decision is done, and then because they don't want the, the good players to get tired, they bring in the reserves and let the reserves play just to enjoy the, the game for the last few seconds. I think we do that often with God. We give Him our slop time. The slop time is the time that the game is done. The day is over, I'm done, I don't want anything, and then we say, oh man, i got to pray now. This is the slop time. You're offering the slop time to the Lord. You should offer the first fruits to the Lord. You should offer your best time to the Lord. And this is a message that we see here, because if you, and you, you notice that the Lord, the criteria about the donkey that he rode, or the colt that he rode, what was the thing that was mentioned about it? It was the first time someone had ridden on this colt. means the Lord wants our first. He wants the first fruits. In the Old Testament, they used to offer the first fruits, not the last fruits. They would offer the first fruits. And our Lord wants to be first. There was uh, the scholar Origen. He mentioned that there was many lords of this donkey, but when the Lord took it, he was the last Lord of the donkey. And the Lord always wants the first. If you think about Joseph of Arimathea, when he prepared the tomb, he said it was the tomb that no one had laid in it, the first place. 
Even the oxen that carried the Ark of the Covenant back from Philistine to Israel, you know what's mentioned about those oxen? It was the first time that those oxen had been yoked. The first time that those oxen had been yoked. means we don't want the oxen that have been reused and tabanin, and we want the first fruits, the first fruits. Offer the first fruits to the Lord if you want to experience His true joy. If you want to experience His true joy. The third thing that we have to do to experience the true joy of the presence of the Lord is to beware of the stumbling blocks. To beware of the stumbling blocks. Because the enemy is always trying to take our joy. Always trying to take our joy. So don't let the enemy take your joy. In the procession of King David, it was a joyous procession and everybody was so happy. But there was one person that wasn't happy. David's wife. Mikael, like Michelle, no, Mikael, like Mikael. His wife was not happy, and she ridiculed him. And she said, because David, when he came in, he said, wearing only a linen cloth around his waist, he danced with his might to honor the Lord. And so he and all the Israelites took the covenant box up to Jerusalem with shouts of joy and the sounds of the trumpet. And then Mikael came and said, you exposed yourself like a fool in the sight of the servants and all the women officials. And then David answered, we'll look at the answer of David. He said, I was dancing to honor the Lord, and I will go on dancing to honor the Lord and will disgrace myself even more. said, I'm not going to let you take my joy. No, you're not going to take my joy. The same thing happened on Palm Sunday. The Pharisees, they said to the people, they said, teacher, rebuke these people. And the Lord said, I tell you, if I tell these to keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. It means no one can take the joy. He said, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you have perfected praise. We are not going to stop praising. We are not going to stop being joyful. When we were in the monastery, I met a young lady who came to me and she said something, she said like, she said something that was very touching. She said like, you have, not like to the group, she was saying like, you have joy. And she said, my group doesn't have joy. And she said, don't let anybody take away your joy. So I thought that was an amazing revelation. Too many times we let people, maybe our spouse, to take our joy. Maybe our work to take our joy in the presence of the Lord. Maybe we allow our children to take our joy. It's not, we don't let anyone take, don't let the joy of the Lord's presence conquers all. A little humility in there resolves any issue. Resolves any issue. Don't let anybody take your joy. In order to experience the true joy of the presence of the Lord, we have to first uh, prepare a place. Prepare a place for Him. Put down some of the bags that are too heavy. Then we have to 
offer the first fruits, and don't let anybody stand in the way of our joy. On the feast of this glory day, glorious day, I pray we experience this joy. This joy. The, the town of Jerusalem was joyful. When they sang Hosanna, they were singing with all their joy because the Savior had come to save them. I hope we pray this with all our hearts and glory be to God forever. Amen. Today.